All right. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? And welcome to the Xbox Roundtable. TXR is back with a vengeance, people. Rebooted for your favorite gaming discussions. This is your host, Invader, here. And as you can tell, there's a few changes to the panel, some new additions to it, as well as some familiar faces. But hey, we all have a combined passion for gaming. Obviously, this show has a legacy that included some very special individuals in the community. The likes of Randall Thor, Patrick Maka, Mr. Worrywart, and Mike Inferno. And hey, we will always remember their contributions to the show. But hey, without further delay, let me introduce the entire panel. Uh, we're still missing a couple of members right now, but hey, the show must go on. First off, starting with the show creator, the ever stalwart Southbound. How are you doing, bud? Doing all right, my friend. How about yourself? How's everybody doing out there? This is like, you know, it's a, it's a homecoming. I'm very excited to be back. Back with my boys, back at the show, you know. Kind of miss a few people, but you know what? Hey, much, much love and blessings to them. So, you know, it's a new generation, a new iteration, and I'm just looking forward to the future. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly, my friend. And hey, we have a wonderful show packed with some really interesting topics. And uh, next up on deck, we have the ever so positive Mr. Jeremy Downer. How are you doing? What's up, man? How are we doing? We're doing too good. We're doing too good, my friend. I'm pumped for this show. You Dude, know, you, I, said, you said back with a vengeance, but we're missing two people. So, I don't know. Well, we that are hey, here. Well, you know what? I, I've been bugging the shit out of Tim, and I'm like, "Where are you at?" Oh man, I'm in. Well, I don't know where he's at. He's in Woodstock or something like that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I, I got a shit connection. I'm like, damn, bro. Tim's in a hot that. tub, Hell, man. He's yeah, you know he's in a hot tub. He's <laughs> hey, right now he's got studs and bubbles, and he's just texting like, "Oh, I can't get connected." And he's, he's telling his wife, "Don't, don't worry, baby. I'm not leaving. Don't worry. I'm just gonna yeah, tell actually, you guys some bullshit." And, and actually, I just received a text from him. He's gonna be on next week, so he'll join us next week. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. First That's day always... back. What a dirtbag. Thanks, Timmy. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying that fucking jacuzzi. Oh, we're gonna talk bad about you, Tim. As as you... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's probably enjoying the the snow as much as I have recently. He's probably all snowed in. Oh yeah, yeah. This weather, I tell you, negative guys. thirty wind chill. Where you at, brother? That's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, where the hell you at? Nova Scotia. No, well, I, I'm from Ontario, so uh, like southern Ontario, and like I, my region got hit pretty bad in particular. So uh, literally, like there's like a pile of snow, like just snow everywhere. Like it looks like the bloody Arctic right now. It's not fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, you know, here in Southern California, the last like week, we've had so much rain, and you know, there's wrecks and everything. P people in Southern California do not know how to drive in the rain. You know what I mean? They just freak out and they drive like two miles an hour. They don't know, you know what to do, period, in the rain. My next door neighbor was watering his lawn the day after, you know, the rainstorm came. Four days of rain. He was outside <laughs> watering his goddamn lawn. Wow. Yeah, sounds hmm. about right. It's like you just saved your on your water bill, dummy. What are you doing? <laughs> too funny, too funny. And of course, I'm not gonna forget our other panel member, uh, another new face to the panel, 
Mr. Megatron, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, people? I'm uh, excited to be on the panel. Followed the show for quite a while. Been a fan of TXR and to be on the panel now, um, it's an honor. So kind of looking forward to getting my uh, toe in the water with the YouTube We're, thing. we're glad to have you, bud. We're glad yeah. to have you. Thank you. Welcome Thank to you. the fan bam. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no fine addition fine addition and yeah uh other panel member uh doc cupcake unfortunately cannot make it this evening but uh oh, doc, doc's too busy jet setting and going to you know packs <laughs> and yeah uh, you know ces and everything else you know he, he's our resident uh traveler to all these, these shows and game shows and everything else so you know yeah hey, doc, he'll be hitting me yeah feel better buddy we hope you mm -hmm. feel better yeah, it looked like he was having a lot of fun, too. I think, where was he? San Antonio, I think? Uh, he probably got some con flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's a legit thing. You ever, hey, you ever see how many people go to, like, to E3 or something, and next thing you know, they're sick as a dog because oh, so yeah, many because all the germs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you shake so many absolutely. hands, you walk so many doors and everything else. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know how many times I see, like, veterans that go to these shows have, like, uh, uh, antibi antibacterial soap or you know the drops or whatever they're constantly just putting it on their hands and I'm like well let me get some of that <laughs> and, you know nobody wants to get that catch that herpes from you know these oh, dirty ass people wow. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go you had oh, to go there hey I'm just saying you know uh, cleanliness goes close to godliness so you know it is what it is all right herpes mm -hmm. Well, that's, I always worry about the bloody smells. You know, you got to have the antiperspirants on. Oh you know, my you god, <laughs> that that is rough. I've I've had a few times. I I look at somebody like, did you just smell that? And they're just, they got that look on their face, like you know, like that that and lemon. You know, they they taste lemon. They're like, ooh, ooh, shit. This is L.A., <laughs> bro. Step your game up, right? Yeah. Right. Hey, baby powder is a must. If you don't know anything, I mean, powder that ass. Yeah, you gotta watch out when you know the the a whiff of uh, blue cheese comes uh, coming down oh, the escalator. Oh, you know, that's nasty. <laughs> hey, it's my I've been there. I've been there at the cons, <laughs> the expos. It's it's scary. It's scary, but uh, you know, it's it, you got it's all about survival, right? Survival oh, yeah, of the fittest at the oh, cons. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, do fellas, let's move on to some of the topics. And first. We're going to start off with a bit of well, an, extension, an extension of the introduction. Um, so let's give everybody a bit of a backstory of all the panel members, our gaming histories, and hey, our online contributions to the community. Who wants to start off? I'll, I'll go, ahead and go first. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, right. I'm not really good at talking about myself, so I'll just be short and sweet. You know, uh, I, we started TXR a few years ago. I think it oh, was, yeah. what, 2015? Yeah, I think you're right. 2015. And, you know, it was just because there, there wasn't as many uh, podcasts then as there is now. So it was just kind of like, you know, like you had the BGSTs and, you know, you had Xbox and Cut and stuff like that. But I don't know. We just kind of wanted something different. And so we just, you know, we decided to, hey, we'll just have a different, different look and outlook on you know, the Xbox and PlayStation Nintendo scene and not just all the hate and everything, you know, and then of course everybody knows we, we stopped making the show and ever since then, you know, still in the community on Twitter and everything else, but it just, it wasn't the same. And, you know, the, a lot of, you know, I, I've guessed it on a few podcasts since and, you know, the crossfires and, you know, Iron Lord podcast and stuff like that. And, you know, um, 
I just, uh, it's just not the same, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta come home every now and then. And, and I missed it. So when the, the mm-hmm. idea started flowing around, you know, that everybody was kind of digging the idea again, I, I was yeah. on board completely. So, you know, I, I just, that one thing TXR was always near and dear to me. So I think that's my biggest contribution to the community is this show and the friendships that we have because of this show. And, you know, the, the relationships that we made across, you know, the gaming sphere, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And I've gotten a lot of love and a lot of respect from a lot of people out there, you know, and I, and I hate the word fans cause I don't have fans. I got friends, you know what I mean? And I'm not like some, some big headed person where I just think, Oh, I'm just, I'm somebody. So, you know, bow down to me. Yeah. You want my autograph <laughs> that to me, if someone asked me for an autograph, I would like, Oh hell no. Are you kidding, bro? Like, really? <laughs> I ain't nobody dude. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, like, Hey, you know, anybody ever sees me, they know they come talk to me. What's up? You know, I love taking pictures and all that shit. So, you know, it's all good. It's all love with me. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true right. man I'm, of the I'm, people. Hey, Snapchatter. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much, all, you know, in a nutshell. Just just me, Mr. TXR, what it do do. And, uh, you know, just just all around normal guy. You know, it's funny, South, when I look back at uh, TXR, you know, I remember specifically when, when Rand, you know, Maka, Worry War, Inferno came on. And obviously, you know, the crew we have now, um, I was thinking to myself, you know, wow, these guys really have it, you know, these meaning talent. Um, and, I, you know, I was proud, you know, of the TXR accomplishments. Uh, you know, they had a great run. You guys had a great run. Uh, they had some great interviews, guests, smart uh, and insightful content, you know. But TXR, um, you know, I think there was a point where TXR was mentioned on gaming publications and, you know, we see, received some credit there. Uh, and it was just, it was something to be proud of, definitely. So it was great. Show yeah. was hot, man. The show was hot. Let me tell you, I was a fan. Right? I'll come up and I'll say I was a fan. And it was, like you said, it was through a gaming publication that I want to say it was IGN. Um, I don't know. I hooked up with you guys. I played with you guys first online. I guess we were playing Rocket League or something. I met you guys initially then. Yeah, yeah I Rocket remember. League, yeah. <laughs> and uh we were all playing me, you, Phil, everybody, the whole gang. And um then I met you guys at E3. And it's just been kind of like uh, we've been chilling out ever since. That was, I don't know, three, four years ago. Rocket yeah. League, that brings up bad memories. Man, I remember we got our <laughs> ass kicked by hey. four guys recorders. Yeah, you know yeah, what I, I was not happy about. I was hey, not we, happy we, about we, we don't acknowledge that, all right? <laughs> That's funny because I remember watching it. So, nah. hey, nah, you know what? Those, those matches are cheaters because they were playing on the PS4 and everything. They they were already like playing it for a year, and we, uh, we had like two days into it, and they were like doing like crazy flips and and you know hitting the ball in the net, like you know it was, it was ridiculous. They were like professional soccer players. You're like, what the hell? It was like, you know, we're some like. 12 year old fat kids and they're like ronaldo christian ronaldo and shit it's yeah. like well, well come on now those were back in the day xbox problems but now rocket yeah, right? league is on you know every platform now so it's crossplay now isn't it <laughs> it's, it's crossplay like yeah. yeah the, fir- the yeah. first game to have uh crossplay across everything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's in 4k now Ooh. Ooh, yeah. very very interesting um yeah no rocket league rocket league's fun um uh, Megatron, what are I don't know, what would you say would be your contributions to the community, and um, what's your history with gaming? You know what? 
contributions i don't know man um myself though in particular i just i like gaming i've been gaming ever since i was probably four years old um i yeah, remember my dad take, my dad taking me to the arcades my uh my aunt get, got me my first gaming console which was a uh magnavox odyssey so that's going way way back a lot of people don't even know what that is damn you old and was oh, that yeah. assassin's creed odyssey i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was back in the day, man. It was quite some time, and I just fell in love with gaming and been playing ever since. Just like non, you know, now being a dad and just you know, you know, house cat, dog, mortgage, you know, you have to find you, you you try to struggle to find that time to play as much as you used to play. But, oh yeah, I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. But I never stop loving the game, man. I enjoy listening. I like people's enthusiasm. Um, I like just watching it, uh, talking about it. I love everything about gaming. I said in uh, meeting you guys, you know, way back at E3 for the first time, that was uh, awesome. And I don't know, it's just, uh, it's just been good. I just, I just love yeah. it. Man. Oh, me too, man. People don't mm -hmm. realize what a hard, you know, extreme hardcore gamer I am. Um, Everybody knows you're extreme, but I don't know about gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I started, playing, I started playing uh, arcade games when I was three years old. I had a few, actually. Um, mm -hmm. You didn't even know father, how to walk at three years old. What are you talking about? You're, dude, you're my, father had, my, my father had one of those tabletop uh, uh, Pong machines, the old school ones, the original ones. Things probably worth a bunch of money now, and it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. But he used to have that. <laughs> and he, he, his buddies used to come over after the softball games, and they used to challenge me. At three years old, he told me this that I used to beat him. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, he's lying to you. He was yeah, gassing you maybe up. He's, maybe he's, he's like, trying to he's gas like, me hey, up. I'm, I'm making my kid. You know, he was gonna pretend to be like he's all right. But he's well, that's what, that's what he said. That's what he said. He's um, gassing you up. Don't know what uh, I'm telling you. Hey, you got to go say, hey, Dad, you fucking lied to me all these years. <laughs> <laughs> but the fit, you know, the physical arcade machines I've had, uh, Miss Pac-Man. I still have Miss Pac-Man. Um, I have, um, I used to have the old Tron machine. I don't know if you guys know the fluorescent light Tron machine. That I remember the, it. Oh my God. I remember dude. that. My mother sold that motherfucker at a yard sale for 150 bucks. Oh, you know how much no. that bad boy is worth now? Probably like $5,000. So I had that one. I also had, um, the, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, tabletop. So one of my favorites console. there, Spy Hunter was one of my favorite arcade oh, yeah. games. Oh yeah, believe it. <laughs> so um, but from there, my first gaming system was a Nintendo. I, I I got that when I was four years old when it came out. Uh, but I was a huge Sega fan. I bought everything. I bought all the systems. Huge Sega. So it's a funny story how I became an Xbox fan. Um, at the time when Sega died, you guys remember when Sega died. Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated with a passion. I hated Sony because for <laughs> me, they killed they killed Sega. So that's why I hate you know that's why I hated Sony. Um, so you know when Sega made the move to you guys remember all the games that came out. You mean um, the Dreamcast? No, no, the games Sega. that came out on Xbox. Oh, all the yeah. Sega game when they when they transitioned. Okay. You know, games like uh, Gun Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Fantasy Panzer Star Dragoon. Mm -hmm. Panzer Dragoon. And then Smile Bit made uh, Jet Set Radio Future, and then Gun Valkyrie, and then uh, you, you said Panzer Dragoon from software made Otogi. And then they had, sh they had everything. 
all mm-hmm. my Sega games they had. So that's when I transitioned to Xbox, and I never looked back. But and then the little game came, came uh, Halo came out, and Halo oh, yeah. made, Halo made an impact on everybody. Let me guess, Jeremy, that was your killer app. Yeah, it was a, it was a killer app, but um, <laughs> I specifically bought four systems. We I did the LAN party every weekend at my house, and back then, you guys know those TVs were heavy as fuck. Oh yeah, the big TVs to carry them <laughs> the downstairs. And I used to hey, live in a two-story. I just had to move like three of them from this recent move. Hey, you know the big thirty-two <laughs> inch, like two tons still, fucking yeah. TVs. Oh my oh, god, yeah. my back is still killing me, bro. No CTRs, <laughs> yeah. So those land parties, they were crazy. My 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 neighbors used to think I was crazy, just yelling and screaming. People were fighting out front. Oh, it just it was insane. And we used to have land parties on almost all the major Xbox titles, Crimson Skies. The neighbors uh, thought you guys were a bunch of thugs and realized you guys were playing video games. And they're like, oh, yeah. you guys ain't thugs. They're fucking dorks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was fun. So that's how I became uh, an Xbox fan. All right. All yeah, right. Da- hey, Downer is a pirate legend. I thought you guys knew in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, more of a Downer legend. <laughs> <laughs> He's what? a pirate puto. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, it's... uh. As far as my um, history and online personality, obviously, I'm Invader Gaming, and I have a channel. Uh, I started in 2015, just kind of exploring, and um, I I want... Sorry, my uh, Siri just kind of listened to me one second. She's like, hey, stupid, you're trying, Mm -hmm. you know, you're in a podcast, but I'm reminding you about something else. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Siri just kind of started listening to me. It never listens to me, and then now my stupid phone listens to me. Go figure, right? You but, must uh, be drinking. Definitely. But, that, uh, sounds yeah, like so- my, that sounds like my wife, Invader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too good, too good. But yeah, I have my own channel. I just, you know, I do topics on the industry and uh, do some gameplay here and there. And I've uh, appeared on community podcasts, too. That's how people have gotten to know me. Um I get most recently, of course, being a part of the uh, Game Dosage podca- Podcast with uh, Noof Nukem, uh, Jago, and all them. Uh, wonder- Noof Nukem, uh, favorite uh, Canadian fella. You don't know him? Uh, Mr. Boom Boom Kaboom? We know him. Oh, I know, oh yeah. Everyone knows him. I know Noof real well. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Exactly. Wonderful fella and a wonderful crew there. Wonderful group of people. Great cast. And, uh, yeah, now I made it here. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of the show. It's awesome. Great crew here. I've, I've known you guys since uh, basically you started this show. And, uh, obviously, I remembered the uh, the infamous Rocket League that nobody wants to mention on the show. Yeah, just... just <laughs> We gotta just mute that. Uh, can can we like, start this over? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, as you far- know, hey, wait, 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 wait. You know, four guys with quarters still has that motherfucker posted. Do on they? Their, yes, on their channel. Ah, uh, them dirtbags. Oh my god, <laughs> clowns. We're gonna, I'm not gonna say I want to rematch because I, I don't even have that game anymore. But uh, I don't yeah. know. You may want to do a copyright strike or something. I don't know. Just <laughs> oh, hey, hey, that's right. Yeah, that's brutal. There we go. There we go. Oh, you, I want you guys my royalties, damn it. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no, my uh, earliest memory probably would have been uh, playing at my uh, buddy's place, my best friend's place way back when on his uh, ColecoVision, as far as my gaming memories. Anybody remember that system? I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I never oh, had yeah. one, but I remember Absolutely. it. Yeah, games like, uh, you know what, it was so far long ago, but I remember... Uh, Bump like, and jump. Bump and yeah. jump. Yeah, like that, and uh, even Donkey Kong, I think, was on there. Donkey Kong and uh, a couple of others. Um, but you know what, it wasn't even the Coleco. Like, moving on from that, though, I was really huge into Nintendo. I was a Nintendo fanboy, I admit it, like, for the longest time. Uh, with the NES, SNES, and N64, that's just where I wanted to be. I was, like, dominated by Nintendo. Like, all my free time went to there. And uh, I grew up on games like Me uh, Super Metroid and uh, Star Fox and all that. Mega Man, Turtles in Time. Like, I just have so many memories from that time. It was such a good period. And then you go on to the N64 with uh, Banjo, Goldeneye, and all that. Oh. I just loved it. But then I, I, I'll admit, I kind of took a break from gaming. And that's where Xbox came in because I, I wasn't really excited into gaming. And then you know what got me? Halo 2. I saw the advertisements <laughs> for Halo 2. No, no, no. Dead serious. I know this yeah. sounds like a lot of other people's, but like I was just I was like, wow, it was like a, it was like a huge event, a huge event. Yeah. It was oh, everywhere. Yeah. People took the day off for it. I was like, what What the heck is going on here? People were skipping class to pick up this game. Like, what's going on? So I had to, of course, you know. They broke They broke records that day. I yeah. think it was like 186 million or something like that mm -hmm. uh, across the board. So it was great. But uh, yeah, that's where I just kind of reignited my uh, passion for uh, gaming. It was with and my passion for the uh, for Xbox games was with Halo 2 and uh, just around that time period. And then, of course, I got to know games like Crimson Skies, Mecha, Mecha Salt. Those games I, I really enjoyed on the OG Xbox. And then, yeah, I just kind of spiraled at the Xbox 360, Xbox One um they've i really like a, a lot of their games in their back catalog i think they have all kinds of exciting games and uh yeah it, that's where we are today right here right now yeah right on right on guys so let's <laughs> kick it off to our uh, first topic of tonight and i think that's gonna be well it's a pretty hot button topic. Bungie Activision. Um, obviously, a massive bomb, bomb was dropped with a joint statement from Bungie and, and Activision that stated going forward, Bungie will own and develop Destiny, while Activision will increase its focus on their own owned property. Now, to me, it's very interesting and telling as, you know, there's always been the rumors of trouble in their relationship with Activision doing questionable things with the content. So yeah. panel, what I'm going to, yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on the matter? Go right ahead, guys. Well, yeah, I think you hit it, hit it perfectly. There's been talk about it for a while that, you know, like Activision had the strict timeline where they wanted, you know, well, a destiny one, two, three, boom, every year or whatever, every other yeah. year and all the DLCs. And like, they had this crazy little strict, you know, uh, roadmap for it. Well, well so yeah. if, if you remember, the contract was for 10 years. Right. And they, they were, they were going to, I think it was, they were to produce four games, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the, the contract correctly. I'm not sure if that DLC was included in that. I have no it, idea. It had to have been shoehorned into it and saying, hey, well, you know what? That was just like a, a game, you know, launch because, I mean, look at the price point. It was, it was the same price as a, a game. Right. 
So yeah, it's it's weird though because like you said, it, it was supposed to be a ten year contract, and it only been it ended up being eight eight years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for them to be this far along into like breaking, you know, dissolving their partnership, there must have been some really really big problems going on for them to well, get this far well, this fast. Just, let me let me chime in for when you when you're restricted to a a ten year con- uh, contract, especially with a major publisher like Activision, you know. Creativity wise, you're not going to be able to develop the, the product that you want in that time span because all the restrictions and everything. I mean, it just it's going to be interesting. Number one, how uh, Bungie, uh, you know, invests and handles the publishing of Destiny going forward. You know, it's really not their area of expertise. Um, but, will mo- uh, you know, what will most likely occur with that would be, uh, you know, they're going to jump on board with marketing. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, whoever comes with the biggest check. That's what's going to happen. I mean, what's and, well, how long does it usually take to make a game, though? What's the time? It's about like every, three, years, three years average. I mean, yeah. it, four games, DLC, 10 years. That doesn't sound like it's enough time to even be creative, right? I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like this definitely sounds challenging. Well, and, and yeah. well, Activision is used to the Call of, Call of Duty roadmap where nothing really changes. It's basically mm-hmm. the same engine. They just, you know, change a little bit here and there, you know, and they could pump it out every year. You know, even though they have three studios working on it, you know, but it is three-year, you know, increments. So I I don't know what they expected out of Bungie being one studio and only having, you know, one one game in 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 mind. Well, I think what's going to happen is you're finally going to see the handcuffs come off of Bungie and finally give fans of Destiny uh, the game they've always wanted with no mm. restrictions, with no restrictions whatsoever. Absolutely. And you saw that even with the first game, too, like they take in content that was supposed to be in the single player game, like or yeah. the retail release of the game, and they withheld it as DLC. Yeah, they butchered it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And even just stuff in uh, just within Bungie itself, like uh, I there was stuff that I really didn't like, like with the composer, uh, Marty O'Donnell, like he got let loose by the board of directors oh, there. I remember and, that. Yeah, and, and an amazing guy, too. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. To, to be completely screwed. That was that was horrible. Mm-hmm. It just Bungie, like it, it seemed just very unlike them to do. So I was very upset with how they were handling things with their own personnel and just with the game, too. Like what I, I played the first destiny and i really couldn't get into it like a lot of things felt good the gameplay felt all right to me it was just i don't know about anybody else but i i really couldn't get into the story because there wasn't really that there much wasn't there story. i yeah. barely even remember the story in destiny it just more when you had to read all the grimoire cards for it it, it, it felt really like not. a chore but i wanted to play the game and i just got through it i beat it and never went back to it until like a year and a half later you know you so. know the game the gameplay mechanics were so tight in that game mm-hmm. that I and were so well done that I think it it caught on with players and you know there was there was a little niche to the game, um, you know as far as like uh, you know collecting stuff, leveling up. I mean people love that stuff, so they, they well the grind the grind oh, was yeah. fun yeah the it, grind it really was, was. it it was fun. monotonous but it was for some reason it was fun mm-hmm. but I think more of it was the community had a lot to do with it the friends playing with each other and you know. And doing raids and stuff like that. I mean, we we've talked about this a million times um, amongst you know a million podcasts. You know the reason why we love Destiny or or played Destiny. I just think it's really sad that 
that Bungie was just basically held at, at gunpoint to do things that they weren't really comfortable with. And like, like you said, Vader, you know, they, they had to like let go of certain key employees and it yeah. was, it was messed up. But yeah. I, I just find it weird though, that they would leave Microsoft, which apparently, you know, they were restrictive with how they handled Bungie. So Bungie wanted to make their own game and be free. And then they go to one of the most, I want to say, totalitarian, uh, totalitarian uh, companies in the entire industry with Activision. Like they really put the reins on. So I don't from know what the they were thinking. From the pan of the fire. Mm. You know, it's it's funny that you and Invader talk about this South, but you know, I'm sorry to disappoint Xbox fans, but you're probably not going to see an Xbox Bungie partnership anytime no. in the near future. No, because no, number one, number one is Bungie has learned their mistakes of the past. You know, and they're going to learn from this and they're going to learn. They're going to, uh, you know, they're going to retain their IP. Destiny fans will see a much better product moving forward, obviously. Um, and I think you see this with the, you know, you see now with the Halo franchise. I'm sorry to say, but towards the end of Bungie, Microsoft relationship, Xbox relationship, those <clears throat> games kind of went. Uh, they weren't as good as the you know the previous iterations of the game. I don't, in my I opinion, don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know, I Downer. Don't I don't know, Downer. I think there's some there's a shot, there's a possibility. You hear Ninja Theory, and you know they're praising their relationship and what they you know agree to, and Obsidian they're coming out and you know uh, saying, hey, this is what we wanted. You know, we have total control of our own studio. I mean, you don't think um, Bungie is not hearing that? I mean. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean it, it's, yeah. it's pie in the sky to even uh, wish or dream that Bungie would go back to Microsoft. It's it's, it's not going to happen. They've got their taste of, of you know, freedom. They're not going to jump back into being uh, slaves again. You know what I mean? Well, so, now now what can happen and what most likely will happen is the marketing. Well, yeah, marketing deal. I I know yeah. quite a few Bungie employees when you know Destiny was you know marketing with PlayStation. A lot of them were xbox players so it was hard for them to get used to playing on the playstation because they, they had the marketing deal so mm -hmm. i know as employees that you know had talked to me about it you know obviously you know behind the scenes they were like what the hell we we play on xbox and you know playstation getting all you know this other dlc and content and stuff like that 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 basically he was saying we aren't getting it, it it's really it was hard for them too so mm -hmm. you know, Activision really, you know, had them by the neck. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. by the numbers neck. They had to produce X amount of units, X amount of dollars, X amount of everything. So, so you guys think that they can stand on their own? Then they can. They're, oh, they're, yeah. they're gonna, they're oh, gonna yeah. need a publishing partner. I, I, I think. Bungie so, yeah. are more than capable of uh, standing on their own. Yeah, um, they have. They've been around for so long. They've had. I mean, even when they had Halo, they had one of the most successful brands in the gaming industry. Um, so, and Destiny is obviously very successful. Uh, depending on your opinion of it, it's still a successful brand, and uh, I think they'll do just fine on their own. Personally, um, depending on if they want to self-publish uh, their next well, title. Yeah, they're gonna be. self. They're gonna self-publish, but for how long? I think that you know the next Destiny game has to be hit. It has to be hit because. To well, me, their, they their numbers are dwindling. Yeah, they only have enough. They only have enough money, probably for maybe two games. I want to say, but if the number one's a hit, then they can create whatever the hell they want. 
So, mm-hmm. well, we'll see because everybody was saying that uh, the reason why the games turned out like they did was because of Activision's involvement. Now, now that Activision's gone out of the picture, you know, Bungie only would have themselves to blame, right? It, it, you know, you hit the nail on the head because now when something doesn't go right. Who's gonna get the blame? They only they can only blame themselves. Cause now, you know, our Activision, they, you know, they had us in a corner and they made us do this and they had this roadmap and blah, 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 blah. They had these strict deadlines. So, you know, all the blame right now is on Activision. Oh God, thank God they're done with that. You know, no more Activision. So now Bungie can do whatever they want. But on the other side of the coin, if they mess up, who they got to blame? Themselves. And now can can they recover from that? That's that's the big question. Well, yeah, that's a pretty open-ended question right there. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that turns out, how it pans out. And um, I don't we know, wish I just... them the best, absolutely. I mean, Bungie's mm-hmm. a great company. Um, they create great, uh, great <laughs> games. So, uh, you know, we wish them the best. Hey, Boogie, you shut up. See the chat. She said, they Jeff never blame Activision. We did. We did that for them. Yeah, that's true. What we did, but hey, it is what it is. Well, either way, it's exciting to see what uh, what's in store for Bungie, and uh, we'll see what what happens with Activision. They seem like they're kind of in a clean-out phase, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But moving on, uh, first, I'd just like to remind everybody in the chat hey, uh, to please share this out. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already to the TXR podcast. And definitely, yeah, just share this out. Let everybody know that, hey, the podcast is back. And we're we're getting right into it. So on to the next topic. Uh, it's more of a speculative one at that. And it's no secret that Microsoft is actively looking to acquire more studios, guys. There's been all kinds of rumors floating around about who they could be in talks with. Uh, there was that one industry insider, Clobriel, who has hinted at some knowledge of talks of uh, a, a studio that's been friendly with Sony this gen. Uh, possibly going along with Microsoft, and also just there's been other other rumors of different studios. So, panel, I want to know your thoughts of are there any studios in particular that you think Microsoft would go after? For example, I've heard of uh, IO Interactive, the makers of Hitman. Yeah. So I'll just put it out there. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two versions of this. Okay, one is my dream, and oh, what, God. Is, what is reality? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's no secret that um, I would want them to re- acquire a CD Projekt Red. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it's a dream, guys. Give me a break. Uh, and the other one would be from software. And there's a couple of reasons why. Uh, you know, with CD Projekt Red, uh, <laughs> when all is said and done, it's gonna rival Rockstar. It is. It's not gonna get there the same way in terms of revenue, but in terms of content, it will rival Rockstar around the world. I think currently uh, the equity at, over at CD Projekt Red is like over a billion now. I think last year was like 800 million, but they're a big company. It would take a, a large check to sign them out. Sign it, would them take, on, but... it would take Marvel money to get CD Projekt Red. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it um, would. It would nah. take at least three bill, three bill at least. That's I think that's undercutting it. I think it's <clears throat> probably it might be more than that. Yeah, well Marvel was like four. So Well they paid they paid four for Minecraft, right? No, they paid two. Or two. They paid two, two point, point yeah. Two yeah. point two point two or something, or something like that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> CD Project Rent uh owns GOG. 
which uh, it, you know distributes games and films. You know, I'm not sure how the whole DRM free thing will go with Xbox, but again, this is my dream, guys. Um, that's a big dream, my friend. Yeah, that's a big dream. <laughs> I don't uh, see it. Wait, the other wake one, up, wake up. The other one them. is you know, the other one is from software. You know, the creators uh -uh. of the Soul series, uh, Bloodborne. Uh, they've created one Armored Core series, uh, Otogi in the past. Uh, they're a great company. And, and, you know, I don't know. What's that, that new game that's coming out? I, I forgot the new uh, game. Uh, Sekiro? Sekiro. Again, that, that's going to be killer. And if they do those two things, okay, number one, uh, CD Projekt Red, huge in Europe. Number two, from software, huge in Japan. You can Xbox will be able to get a foothold in these markets if they buy the they need this kind of you know this kind of move this kind it's of push. Never gonna happen but it's never gonna happen but that's that's my dream uh looking on the reality side i think maybe uh creative assembly you know the creators of alien isolation the total war series and um halo wars 2 maybe oh that's not bad yeah so i think maybe creative assembly um <clears throat> i'm gonna go with that as far as reality goes uh, they might purchase one major studio. I have no idea who that is. It's not going to be EA. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys think? Who's Who are they going to buy out? Me? Uh, my dream. And I think ultimately reality. Maybe. Hopefully. I, I'm going to have to say Bungie. I think they, <laughs> I think that uh, they probably have a great relationship. I mean, Bungie's right there next to Microsoft. Uh, the studio and everything. I think... Um, why not? I mean... Again, you know, you look what they did with uh, Ninja Theory and, and Obsidian, yeah. and yeah. I don't see why it would be a big, a bad thing to have them um, sign with Microsoft and uh, do their thing and have the free reign to create the way they want to create their games. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's mm -hmm. it. I mean, basically all I got. I just, I, I think it's a real possibility. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, and, and I, if I it does that, happen, and if it does happen, I don't think that Destiny, by the way, would be a a um, exclusive game. It would still no. remain a multi plat. No, look at the so. city's new game. That's multi platform. So that's mm -hmm. yeah. No, it, there's no way it'll be uh, exclusive, and it shouldn't be. Um, I I honestly don't don't see any huge ac you know acquisitions of games like or publishers like that. You know, uh, mm -hmm. developers. I. I think the the closest one I could think of that's actually realistic is Remedy. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, yeah. I think Remedy is the the uh, safe bet, you know, because they don't have a lot of money. You know, they they need a lot of outsourced money. So, to me, that that's feasible. You know, of course, yeah. Bungie Project, CD Project Red would be amazing, but I just don't think that, that it could ever. Yeah, exactly, it would never happen. So, well, like CD said, Project what they would want, they would. Yeah. Essentially, what would happen is they'd be willing to listen, and I don't think they would be. So, I mean, it's it's probably out of the question, but uh, who knows? In this day and age, who fucking knows? Italian clown says he wants to uh, he wants Microsoft to buy Capcom. Oh, um, that'd be great. <laughs> that be, would be yeah, epic be trolling oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the entire industry. Lockdown Street Fighter forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Monster Hunter. Oh. Oh, Resident <laughs> Evil! Oh, oh my goodness! Could you imagine? <laughs> That's only grazing the uh, grazing the uh, threshold, buddy. There's a lot more games and and property rights to that, and 
just those games. It, Capcom's an amazing IP company. Mm-hmm. If I had to put my bet on who Microsoft could be in talks with, you got to look at who they've like how like look at the studios that they recently purchased. Um, oh, what are their names? Obsidian, In Exile, Compulsion. Those are all Kickstarter studios, like for their recent games. Right, and they. You could tell that the talent was there. The ideas that in these games are really good, whether they be narrative and so on and so forth, gameplay. But they were lacking money. They really needed those those funds to get them through. And I think you well, got to start looking there. You know, back in the day, Invader, when uh, uh, In Exile created Bal- uh, not Baldur's Gate, but uh, the Bard's Tale. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the money to to do their own thing as far as. Um, you know, creating the property, creating the game. But now, because nobody buy, you know, there's not a huge market for those specific games. They have to get funding elsewhere. And Kickstarter mm-hmm. is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I hope Xbox invests in those two companies because those two companies create amazing, amazing titles. They're the, they're the king of Western RPGs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever played those those games, but the writing in the game, the storytelling, the RPG mechanics, and your is, music that you love so much, and the music <laughs> uh, really is top notch. There's nothing like it. I mean, you you've probably played the games in the past, like Kotar. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not not uh, Kotar two, um, which was great, great storytelling, great writing in that game, great game mechanics, gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I would put my bet if I had to list off some studios. You have to look at studios that have also been kind of chummy with Microsoft as well. Like, uh, like look at for example, Hazelight Studio, who did A Way Out. Uh, before EA came calling, they were supposedly in talks with Microsoft really? to have that game published really? by them. Oh wow. yeah. So they're really, yeah, it was only like a couple of days or a week later that EA came calling and, oh, they worked out a deal. So I would not be surprised if those two had a pretty good relationship still. And, hey, I mean, I like the ideas put forth by that studio. They did uh, that uh, Brothers game and A Way Out. So those are two very interesting games. that, I, And that studio just seems would be like an interesting purchase, in my opinion. Not only that, as... Somebody alluded to, I think it was South uh, Remedy. I would, l- yeah. I need another it's Alan a safe Wake. Bit. It's a safe bit. Yeah, I need another Alan Wake, and they could probably use another um, European European studio that's not based in the UK. Right. Um, well, they, they got a they got a good uh, relationship with Helsinki, so you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of wildcard studios out there. Even if there was an, a, a dev that was. Um, more friendly with Sony this gen, like my wild card, I'll put out there Hello Games. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, well, no, think about it. Think about it. Um, they got a lot of flack a few years ago. And, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that. But, yeah, they retooled that game. They worked it out. And uh, through all the flack, they, you know, they've made that game better. It's a lot better than it used to be now. And they had a partnership with Sony. Things went south. And um, now they got that little. I forget that game now. It's a little bite-sized game that they announced at the Game Awards. But you know what? That's a studio that, you know, had a little bit of a redemption to them. So, and they worked through it. And I could see them, 
you know, possibly needing some funding for their next game. And uh, hey, well, maybe. isn't that what it's all about? Funding, you know, and, and yeah. And right now, you know, Xbox needs all the help it can get with the next generation. So I, I don't know. It's just weird to hear these, you know, or see these guys, you know, that, that work at Xbox. They just they got a little swagger to them. They they're not worried one bit. You know, they they're not they're not sweating like like we are. They don't they don't care. They know what's in the pipeline. Well, they know they're they know bet, they're betting everything on Game Pass and, and the streaming service. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Game yeah. Pass Game Pass is your killer app, brother. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, leading into our next topic, uh, just like the last couple of months, we've been hearing that Microsoft has been interested in doing a diskless Xbox One. And hey, recently there's been some articles coming out revealing a few details of this console. Its codename is Maverick, <clears throat> and it will be nearly supposedly identical to the Xbox One S, though it's kind of foregoing the disk drive and whatever non-essential gaming components there could be. Along with this, there could be the rumored digital uh, disk-to-digital program, and it's exchanging game disks for digital licenses. So right. panel, yeah, and it would go. Ahead, it would also go into the whole streaming thing too. It'd be like a streaming box, a download box. So, panel, I'm opening up to the floor. What do you guys think about this rumor console and the potential it has for streaming and just being a a download box? I'm let, go- let me go first. Let me go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly think that, obviously, uh, disklist and digital is the future. You know, you, you see GameStop having all this trouble. You know, they, they, they need investments and all that because digital is the future. So, the disklist version of the Xbox is smart. It, you can get it for a budget price, and and it just fills a niche for a certain. You know, like I said, like me, me myself, I don't buy discs anymore. I, I'm I'm strictly digital. Now, now you don't sell, but I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna go against the green on this. I want it's the most. Pro- it's probably not gonna happen for another four or five years, and it's simply because the world market isn't ready for it. I'm telling you right now. Now, U.S. is ready for it, no doubt, because. Right now, I think it's a, it's a uh, you know, maybe like a 80, 20, 80 digital games people buy, and then 20% people are still buying the physical disc. But in the States, that's the only place that's ready. You know, in Mexico, for example, it's even higher than that. It's probably like 35, 40% still use physical. So the world's not ready for it. And if they're going to sell it, they're going to sell it to U.S. markets only um, or specific markets. No, well, you got the U.K., you got Europe. Yeah, but they're still they're still a little top heavy on the physical disc. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me. I looked them up. Uh, you know, I think it was two or three months ago, but I think it's still high. It's still really high. So if this is going to happen, it's only going to happen for the states, and it's not going to happen for another five years. Because I want you to think about it. You have to. Okay, if it's just for Xbox, that's fine. Okay, but it's for if it's for other systems, you're you're. You're talking about revamping the retail market uh, completely. You know, places like Best Buy and GameStop. How? GameStop's How? The, the model's anyway. already in place. You can go to a Best Buy and you get the little digital cards that yeah, you know, have the code you know, on it. It's already in place. It, it's, it, it's ready. It's in place, but are they, you know, how much, how much of that is really people are actually buying the digital codes? Not many, because number one is you can do it at home. So, like I said, the states the states are ready for it. It's ready to go. 
But in my opinion, again, the world's not ready for it. It's not going to happen for another mm -hmm. five years. No, that's true, though. The states the states is probably uh, ready for at least the major urban centers uh, up here in Canada. I would say we're we're pretty good in well my area, um, but uh, it's a pretty large country, and a lot of the internet speeds uh, across the country aren't that great. Uh, I know firsthand. Well, there's uh, a lot of rural areas, right, where you have to like have satellite uh, internet and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. So it'd be spotty. It would be spotty, like all across. Um, and I think satellite only gets what thirty to uh, twenty oh, to thirty it, megabytes it, per second. Something it's, like that. It's kind of it's kind of horrible. Yeah. It, it, mm -hmm. You you wish you had DLC if you had satellite internet. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like this console, I can't say it's for me because I like having just the option of having a disc and buying uh, digital every now and then. Like I'm just I'm a physical guy. What can I say? And um, not only that, but I like I just like having, you know, I can throw in a Blu-ray and stuff like that. To me, the console is I, I won't say pointless, but it, it's not a for me console. Um, but it is interesting, though, that they are uh, testing this out, going this route, uh, especially for streaming. If their hopes are, especially with the X Cloud in development as well. They've been propping that up recently. Um, I don't so get but Maverick's supposed to be for streaming too, as well as far as gaming is concerned, or is it just you're not having the disc and that's it? You're just you're just everything's you're downloading is all digital. Well, one. Well, don't you think though, if if there was a discless version as for streaming and all that, don't you think it'll be more like based on the Switch, where you can be portable with it? It seems like it, or it seems like it's the beginning of it because. I don't know, it's, it, from the sounds of it, they're using like Xbox One S components. They're going the cheaper route from the sounds of it. Um, I, it does sound like it will be a dedicated streaming box, from what I can tell. I mean, yeah. again, this is just this is just like early leaks, early like documents, early like uh, news feeds. But uh, it, it'll be interesting how this turns out because obviously Microsoft and ea and uh, sony they're all going with the streaming route so I, I really hope that they don't leave the physical guys behind uh, obviously we are going to have a dedicated console but they're really really wanting to go this route well if they're trying to lower the price point of the console right then you know and then you push game pass i mean sounds like a good deal i mean i mean has any is there any rumors to it all with the price point is any um, about that at all, or just I think I it's supposed to be a couple hundred dollar difference. Mm -hmm. that I mean, that, that's the rumor, but you know, who knows? Yeah, really, they're gonna go for like a cup, a different like pronged att attack here. You know, they're gonna go with a streaming box here. That's a cheaper option, or you can go with like maybe uh, you know this middle of the line console, and then you have the high end Anaconda console, which will have like all the bells and whistles attached to it. So, uh, obviously, the, yeah, this streaming box is definitely a test for them, and it's going to be, well, it's definitely going to be, they want to get as many people into their ecosystem as possible. So, with a lower price point, you know, that would be pretty tempting, right? Definitely. Prices can Yeah, but uh, why, why need a system for it? Yeah, you can use your phone. You can use your TV. You can hook up a controller now to your TV. You can you can hook a controller up now to your phone. So you don't necessarily need the console. So at this point, the discless console almost becomes irrelevant if you're going to use. Uh, 
if you're going to use the, the streaming service. So I, I don't know. I'm not the rumors are just rumors as is. So if it's they're going to make a cheaper console version, uh, you know, it's not going to happen for five years about. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, time... I honestly don't think it's going to take that long. Jeremy, you know, uh, Microsoft is pushing the envelope when it comes to technology. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Sony wants to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, well, will we see it this year? Do you think? No, 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 no. absolutely not. No, I have no clue. So I don't know. As Soldier Boy, <laughs> maybe Soldier Boy knows. Maybe he'll push right. <laughs> Soldier Boy had the biggest comeback in 2018. <laughs> yeah, along with the Soldier Pad, the Soldier and Mini, the Soldier Pods, the iPods, and then the Soldier Watch. Yeah, he's balling. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Nintendo is having a, some interesting discussions with him right now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, so yeah. damn right they are. But uh, all right, all right. Well, we'll move on to our next topic that uh, honestly, it just makes you want to scratch your head. And it involves EA. And of course, you know, they're everybody's favorite company. And of course, I say that sarcastically. EA have canceled uh, its open world Star Wars game. That game, it has started development at Visceral Games. But as a lot of people know, that studio got shut down in 2017. And development moved to EA Vancouver. Now, the game would have let you play as a bounty hunter, which, you know what, I thought that was pretty cool right off the bat, and you get to explore different worlds and interacting with different factions. Now they've supposedly went with a smaller-scale Star, uh, Star Wars project targeted for, well, a sooner release. They're really pushing for a project to get done soon, possibly 2020, right after Respawn's game Jedi Fallen Order. So, panel, I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts on this? Like, to me, EA just doesn't know what the heck they're doing with the Star Wars brand, what with the microtransaction debacle with uh, Battlefront 2, this, and so on. I'm surprised Disney just hasn't gotten out of this deal yet. That'll be soon. They, they, they've totally shit the bed when it comes to the Star Wars games. Now, I mean, how many times have they canceled the game? Now, is this a third game now that they've canceled? That's um, insane. Has it been that many? I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the one that Amy Hennigan she was doing that was that was that was canceled last year, right? Remember, was that Star Wars? No, uh, th remember Star Wars thirteen thirteen as well. Oh yeah, that was the first one that was canceled. Then the Amy Hennigan one, and that and was then, all through EA though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. EA maybe. had had an exclusive partnership with you know Lucas or whatever or Disney, and I mean, what's really come out aside from the Battlefront? Nothing. Yeah, and they, and they were supposed to have these open world or, you know, single player games. I mean, I think they had a contract for about three different, you know, styles of games. And Well, that, that specific one that EA Vancouver uh, committed to, it wasn't even released publicly. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, screenshot, I mean, not the screenshots, but the... Um, uh, like video and stuff like that but even the even the the uh i think the main guy at visceral um mm -hmm. started on the project and then after it got handed over to vancouver if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong but it, it's, didn't he go it's, back to activision i i have no idea but it specifically said it has become clear that to deliver an experience i'm quoting from the actual website it has become clear that to deliver an experience that players would want to come back to enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot to design. What that means is the game was a disaster. That's what that mm. means. <laughs> and um, I think, um, you know, 
they don't know to handle these types of games. If you look at EA's track record throughout history, I mean, not all the games, okay, but EA's track rec- record throughout history, single player experiences, um, it's not their forte. It, it really isn't. So, do you, do, well, do you think a lot of it has to do with their reliance on the frostbite, uh, frostbite engine? Mm, I know people in the past have had issues with it. Uh, definitely, that could be something. You know, it, it could be uh, a related issue. Uh, you, you know, sure. because yeah, it, it's great for a battlefield game or like a yeah. battlefront game, but is it good for uh open world game or you know single player action action adventure game? Yeah, I tell you guys, like I'm just so fed up with this because I remember playing Lucas Arts Arts games back like going back a couple of generations, you know, they had some really memorable titles, like just off the top of my head. Uh, do, do you guys remember Republic Commando? Oh yeah. That's one of the, yeah, I do. One of the better games. Oh, yeah. oh, I loved, I love that game. You know, I was having a squad of the clone troopers. Oh, it was just, it was fantastic. Was I love it. It was the a set, great narrative the set pieces. The, yeah. The narrative set pieces, <clears throat> it felt like you were in star. Wars. It, it was great. I mean, the, the mechanics were great. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the cover system, I mean, not the cover system, but the um, the squad system was really good. How you can control them was easy to control, use the d pad, and it was it was a good experience, it was really good, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, it just again, like, it just boggles my mind how EA can just fumble this. Like, it, it's Star Wars, you know, is it really that hard to give gamers and people who love Star Wars just the Star Wars experience? Like, it should be pretty obvious right now what people want you know don't screw around with battlefront just you know don't uh you know hold a lot of stuff back with microtransactions give us an open world to explore give us you know it just i don't want to sound too needy but it's like th- there should be some obvious well, things here no that you're a fan i think you know what the hell with it they should just say why they did it why did just they should just come out and say we can't make these damn games and give it to somebody else man <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we can't do it we haven't figured it out you know, if it's three, we games, can't crack the code. Yeah, it's frustrating for a fan. I wasn't; it wasn't on my radar. So, I mean, uh, of course, if it came out, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'd have been hyped for it. But it wasn't necessarily on my radar for now. I but think like, I think what they went the right route in just cutting the entire project because number one, if that game came out in the state uh, everyone said it was in, or if it was a mess, a Star Wars game, especially with the fans they have can break a company and it can drive stocks down. So so if you look at what happened with the whole Star Wars a Battlefront debacle, I look at the impact the Star Wars brand has on a particular company. Um, mm-hmm. So if they screw that up, I mean, it, it it's going to hurt. E- it would have hurt EA big time. So I think they, they went the correct route. They canceled it and move on. That's it. The issue I have is that it's not even just Star Wars that EA has screwed around with. Like, you look at a whole bunch of their major games that they yeah. pushed the past couple of years. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, Battlefield Five. Like, there's been all kinds of controversy just surrounding these games. Um, even the need for speeds. Like, they are really pushing, like, a whole bunch of their core IP just, like into remission and now you're dealing with disney here with star wars like it's just it's not good what the heck are they doing with the, all these franchises is, is ea just that incompetent yeah here we are seven eight years later and we, we only got two games to show for it pretty much but my question panel would be 
okay, if not EA, if Disney were to give this to another big publisher, who would you want to see take over Star Wars? For an open world? For for anything, whether it be shooter, open world, linear. You, so I, I'd like to see Insomniac uh, take take over the Star Wars series to see what they do. I mean, they've already done Spider-Man. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of world they create with uh, the Star Wars brand. I would also like to see Bethesda. I mean, Bethesda's all, I mean, they have their own game now. Um, uh, like they've always wanted to create a Star Wars game. They've said, Todd Howard said it and said it numerous times how he's wanted to create a Star Wars type game or a Star Wars game. Bethesda. Now imagine, imagine a Star Wars game set up like, uh, you know, the Skyrim or, uh, the Elder Scrolls series. I mean, that'd be amazing, right? You mean RPG style? You know, kind yeah. of like a kind of like a Kotor type. Ex not like Kotor, but like like Skyrim, like Oblivion, like the Elder Scrolls series, open world, uh, single player experience with the Jedi powers, everything. You can create the same experience. So, yeah. uh, I would give that to Bethesda to, uh, but then again, they have their own space game now. So I, I I would go with uh, Ubisoft and the, the team that did Division to, to make a Star Wars game. Oh yeah, well, hmm. why not Obsidian? Why not Obsidian? They did a hell of a job with uh, quarter two. Well, right, right now I mean, they got their hands full right now. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, no. If we're, if we're just taking you know shots and and you know guessing, you know, pie, you know, just whatever wishes, yeah, Obsidian would be a good good choice. Yeah, I go I think from what I've seen of uh, CD Projekt Red. What they've done with uh, oh Witcher. man, can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be great. Ooh, that would be fantastic. I would be all over that in a sec. Like the amount of detail that they put into world. Like if you're talking about true world builders, mm -hmm. oh come on, CD Projekt Red is right there. Or even yeah. a studio like uh, 4A Studios. You know, if you want like a more linear approach, like what they've done with the Metro series, like phenomenal, right? I can't wait for the next title, Cyber Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Yeah, I think it's gonna amazing. be the next. It's gonna be the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does look very good. Uh, <laughs> you and like five billion other people are excited for it. No, it looks oh, yeah. fantastic. I um, remember when the trailer came out. It broke broke the goddamn internet. <laughs> <laughs> it did too. It did. I remember watching that, and my jaw. I had to like pick it off the floor. Like, well, re remember at E three when they when they you know, show the trailer or whatever. And all those five by five codes popped up. You know what I mean? For, for the game for uh, what, what game was it? Some great acting by Phil, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, God. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah. As if he didn't know, right? <laughs> it's like, Oh, oh what is oh, this? We're, what is we're this being hacked. Oh, what's this? <laughs> like, oh. We've been practicing this for two, two months. Oh, I'm I'm totally shocked and surprised. What is this appearing on my stage that we've spent millions of dollars on? <laughs> That's great. Uh, but Peter in the uh, chat is saying Bungie, Bungie should, I guess, make uh, a Star Wars game. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, well, yeah. They, they, well, they have the space, you know, stuff down, so that that would be good. No, they would be. That would be fantastic. Just I know for well, we all know for a fact that they're going to be busy with uh, Destiny, but. Ideally, well they, well, they also they also got another game they're making, right? Didn't they get about a hundred million to make another game that hasn't been announced yet? Um, they got money from a, a Chinese company, right? That's if I'm not mistaken, 
That's correct. I'm not 100% sure if it's for a new game in particular. I just know that they got funding, but I don't know. I, yeah, I thought it was for a new game, but I, I may be wrong. <laughs> but I mean, really, uh, anything is possible. Well, let me guys ask you this since we're on the topic of uh, Bungie. Do you still think they'll stick with uh, space shooters after Destiny? Yeah, it's your forte. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, who else would, you, you never know what they want to create next. So I don't know. Like, I thought that after Halo, they would have done the exact opposite. I thought they would have gone with like a fantasy kind of game. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you know, you stick with what you're good at and they have the talent. And obviously, it's paid off in a lot of ways. Destiny's huge. So eh, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm just kind of curious what their next game would be. Invader, let me ask you a question. Has no. your opinion changed on Anthem? I like a lot of what I'm seeing. <laughs> and, no, I do. I do. Uh, graphically, it's very impressive. I like a lot of the suits that we've seen. It's um, the combat. People looks... are going to play that game for years. In the, I'm telling you right now. Javelin's a sweet, major, man. major hit. Well, everybody that's played the the beta, the the closed beta so far, have have glowing reviews for it, and they're just super impressed. Even people they were like, eh, when it you know when they announced it, they just think, oh, it's another Destiny clone. But they're saying, wow, I just don't know. I There's no PvP, right? Though, as of yet, have they said they were gonna? I'm not exactly sure. There's no PvP with the. I think it's gonna come later. Well, yeah, that seems to be the the thing to do with these types of games to add in those features later on, like uh, Jeremy was yeah. saying. But honestly, like I'm still on the fence about it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if the game's good, the game's good. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the content's there at launch. Because I mean, with EA games recently, it just kind of hasn't been. I'm just kind of wondering. Honestly, I'm just keeping my my eyes open to like how ea is gonna screw that up i don't want to be a pessimist don't get me wrong it's just i don't have any faith in ea right now yeah you know i'm with you but uh at the same time i think again creatively they've allowed a bioware to create the game they wanted finally mm -hmm. so, yeah using and, they, and they've given them plenty uh, of time yeah. to, to finish it too yeah oh yeah absolutely how long has it been in development development since before destiny oh wow yeah yeah wow. Hmm. No, it's uh. Well, it it's does been look... a good five, six years, as from, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. No, it does look pretty impressive. Like graphically, it looks great. The worlds, um, yeah. some of the creatures that I've seen, man, oh man, like the animations look fantastic. Like you know, th this is a true like late gen game. Like this is these are the games that I've really wanted to see, and I'm excited for it. Like I'm really curious to see how it turns out, guys. Like again, not to be a pessimist, but. We'll it's see. okay to be pessimistic. Well, you know, you know, I don't think that we should just run out. Even though I, I'm, I have a bad habit of it, just running out and pre-ordering everything that I that I think I want. But yeah, no, it's 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 okay to be you know skeptical. You know, we humans they they want you know the wow factor all the time, and a lot of times we we jump jump the gun and don't wait for it to come to us. Mm-hmm exactly 
Exactly. I, I think you're going to see a lot of Destiny players leave Destiny. In, in, well, in a lot of people have already left Destiny, though. That's oh the my. Thing. And that's yeah, why Mike, they better sub, run to, go run into a Microsoft right now before uh, <laughs> <laughs> while they still you, can. Because... You mean before the well dries and <laughs> Microsoft says, nope, you only got 100,000 players. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to see, it's going to be really interesting to see how games like Destiny and uh, even the, the new Division, Division 2 game coming out out in uh march i believe how yeah, everything right. interacts with anthem yeah so you know, let's see if they take any cues from each other and just see how see how the fan bases react right if one's going to another i'm just i'm very curious to see how that all this just kind of interacts and works itself out Fe i know one thing february is going to be insane <laughs> money 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 Crackdown 3, Metro Exodus, and I'm going to go broke in February. Oh, yep. Uh, what else? What else? I mean, March has, yeah, Division too 2. Too much, too much. And, and Devil May Cry. No, my birthday's in March, so feel free to you know, give me all the latest games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not too far away from you, buddy. That's for sure. Um, let's see. Moving along here. We're going to go, instead of being pessimistic, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing recently. So what has everybody been diving into the past month? What's everybody been addicted to? The the game that they can't put down? What's everybody been oh, all man. up on? For so, me, South, been, South oh, has been playing the moving game. Right, yeah, yeah, I've been playing, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like uh, Donkey Kong, you know, jumping over the barrels. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I, hey, listen, I I played a little bit of uh, what's it called? Um, what's that game that just, that's on Game Pass? The uh, um, from Ash, the Ashen? No, no, yeah, no, 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 uh, Strange Brigade, uh, Strange Brigade. Yeah, there you go, Strange Brigade. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I really like that game, man. Yeah, it's a good game. It, I like it's that. real campy. Me, Jeremy and I have played a lot. Oh of yeah, it, but it's Megatron real campy. Too. Megatron was in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I I've been playing that. Um, I just got. Ace Combat, which I have, I just oh, installed nice. it, so I, I need to jump. I, I, you know what? I love Ace Combat. When you're I really cry, wasn't... you're gonna cry in that game, man. Shut up. <laughs> I, probably, I probably will. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm gonna have to live stream, like, crying and shit. But uh, yeah, no, I, I've always been a big fan of the Ace Combat series. You know, Mobius One. That I, dude, I, I thought I, you know, who, who, who wants to be, you know, Goose and, and Maverick? I want to be Mobius mm -hmm. One. Yeah, no, I, I've I've been really eyeing that game. It's looked it looks really impressive. I've been hearing some really funny stuff about how it runs on Xbox, but otherwise, I, I I'm really interested in Ace Combat. I may have to pick that up. Actually, I didn't want to splurge on anything, but dang. Uh... Yeah, I was kind of shocked it wasn't um, X enhanced. Um, it's, oh, yeah. I guess they're both running is, is similar to the play, PlayStation Four. They're both fourteen hundred P or something like that. Some crazy number or. I don't know, but like I've just I've heard some really dodgy things about it. So hopefully if there are any issues, hopefully there's a patch involved because it's kind of disappointing hearing that now at this stage of the game. But uh, you know what? I've been playing. Well, I've been kind of like going through games like mad right now. Um, I right at the beginning of the year, I beat Hellblade and what? man, oh man, Hellblade. Whew. It is one heck of a game. I can totally see why Microsoft picked up Ninja Theory. It is. It's a mind screw, that's for sure. Oh, well, I, yeah. Well, I knew that. I knew. I knew that going into it. But like, man, oh man, like it is. It's really cool how they how they kind of worked everything out. Like 
you know, is what you're seeing real or is it, you know, kind of like made up, you know, it just, it's really interesting, especially towards the end. But I was more impressed with like the character animations and the acting. Oh my God. Like, and the sound design is just amazing. If you have an Atmos headset or a uh, speaker system, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with, uh, well, I was kind of testing it out because people were telling me, oh, you got to play with headphones on just, you know, for the, uh, oh, yeah. you hear the voices. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, it really makes a difference when you have the headphones it's part on. part of the game. It's part of the experience. Yeah, I, I would totally recommend it to anybody playing Hellblade. Put on those headphones. But, uh, no, they did a phenomenal job with that. Um, also, I actually, just yesterday, I, I uh, played in Beat Valley which is a very interesting indie game. I picked it up for like three bucks on a recent sale and it is totally worth it, guys. If you're into like really like different sci-fi games. Like, <laughs> you know what that game reminded me of? I have it's no like, idea. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog for adults. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Well, you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. But no, there's a little bit more to it than that. But no, like, I know. The platforming you know, you, aspect of the game and then, the, you know, how you could mm -hmm. run It's the speed of the game is pretty cool. Yeah, no, the narrative is very interesting and, and intriguing. It's a very different game and it's yeah. done by a local studio by me to uh, Blue Isle. So, uh, you know, I like supporting them. They did a really good game there. The narrative is interesting and uh, I would totally recommend it to anybody who's interested in just you know, a little bit of a different uh, sci-fi experience. Definitely give it a shot. And of course, I just started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and that's going to take up my life. Oh, yes, so. it is. Yes, it is. But like, yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing a couple of games. Uh, well, I've been playing a series of games, but primarily been playing uh, Fallout 76. I know you guys will laugh at that one, mm. but um, no comment. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> game. I've been enjoying it. I've been playing. I think I'm at level 30 now. Um, clowns knows I've been I've been playing with clowns a little bit here and there, but uh, I lo I love Fallout seventy six. I think it's an amazing open world game. It doesn't doesn't get enough credit um, as is. Um, I've also been playing uh, Thronebreaker, uh, The Witcher Tales. So I don't know if you guys have ever played that one before, but it's based off the card game um, and it has a story element to it. It's really a narrative experience on top of the card game experience. Which is really cool. I really like Thornbreaker. I think they did a great job. CD Projekt Red with it. And the Gwent card game is going to rake in nice dollars for uh, for CD Projekt Red again. So I think I already put like $500 into the card, into their Gwent game over the over the course of the beta and now the final, the final product. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, like, what's what it really gets you hooked to it, though? Like, what's the... Uh... You know, there's puzzle. It's like a puzzle game, too, because, yeah, there's the whole you need to dominate your opponent by the score, by the strength, but you have to, you have to do a specific puzzle element to the game, too. So, like, for, for example, you'll be crossing... You'll be going down the path, and be, there'll be a rock slide. And then it cuts off into the card game and you have to, uh, you know, dodge the rocks. I know it sounds funny with the cards and destroy the rocks in the process before the rocks hit your particular camp or player. And if you don't, if you don't succeed, I know it sounds boring to you guys, but then obviously you, fail yeah, I'm the already mission. asleep. <laughs> you fail the mission. 
so it's it's that puzzle element too to that I, I really enjoy and it's like you know you're not going to get it the first time there's no way until you study the cards and you and you understand the way the game works so it's interesting all right all right i i you know what i've had it downloaded for the longest time but i haven't checked it out because card games i'm kind of like iffy on but oh no you'll you really like this one and the, and the story is amazing great characters great story um and there's kind of a little rpg element to it too on top yeah, of the but jeremy game. your taste is in your ass so i don't yeah. i don't i don't listen <laughs> to recommendations of games for you <laughs> i like everything buddy you know that as long as it's good even, yeah. even, even, even if it's good, then you don't like it. Yeah. See if Thieves still a disaster. Oh, Crackdown is going to be another We're going to have to fight, bro, because that, that game is fun. See if Thieves is awesome, man. <laughs> I think you guys should duel it out like mano a mano on the seas in Sea of Thieves. Like, <laughs> I would like to see that. And like, you just fire each other from like the cannons and you fight midair. Like, totally do it. <laughs> I want to see that. Oh yeah, yeah that, 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 that's for our Patreon members. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. I think on that note, we have come to an end of the show. And hey, thank you everybody for who came out to listen. Like honestly, like we really are excited to come together and bring back this show. It's a really awesome experience. And from what I can tell in the chat, the response has been really overwhelming. So again. Thank you to everyone that's come out. And uh, Tim and Tim and uh Doc will be back next week, hopefully. So yeah. Hopefully Timmy will have his connection and Doc will be feeling better. Oh yeah. I and we know better, like Doc. I said, everybody in the chat, we appreciate you guys, man. We love you all and thank you for all the support, you know, for everything. Much love. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, if you haven't already, please give a like. You know, give a good thumbing to the show. We're just starting off again, but hey, you know what? We are back, and we, you know, we can't wait to get this going. And we're gonna have an excellent show next week. Um, on to the intros now. First up, the Podfather, Mister Southbound. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Southbound110, or you can hit me up on the Xbox. And my name, Gamertag, is South. All and right. it's not for sale, goddammit. Stop asking me. <laughs> hey, you, uh, you'd be surprised, man. I get people tell me, change your gamer tag. I'm like, what? Like, does that even work for you? Get out of here. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> but awesome. All right. Yeah, no, I totally. All right, next up on deck, the bright side of the show, Mr. Downer. Where can people find you, my friend? You can find me only on Twitter. Um... It's at Lone Master Who 07. You can find me. Uh, you can also connect with me on the TXR podcast uh, website that we have now up. Or you can just send me a message in DM too. So, Of course, of course. And my fellow metallic badass boss, Mr. Megatron, where can the viewers find you? Uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, Megatron underscore 1975. And uh, yeah, hit me up anytime and uh, play some games, maybe. All right, all right. And as everybody said, you know, Doc should be back next show along with uh, Tim Dog. Can't wait to have them on. We can have the full panel. And hey, be sure to tune in next week as we have a real treat for you guys. Uh, we have a special guest announced uh, the composer for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Mr. Gareth. 
Coker. He will be joining us, and we can't wait to talk to him. It should be a really exciting show. And, uh, yeah, as uh, our friend Jeremy here said, uh, definitely check out the TXR Podcast website. Uh, It is TXRpodcast.com. Please give it a shout. Take a look for anything related to the show. Well, guys, it was great, and we hope to see you on the next show. Take it easy, guys. Peace. See ya. Thanks for joining Later. us. Thanks for coming by.